Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, horror, fantasy, and comics help us explore our own humanity. And today, we explore that humanity musically with composer Jeff Russo, composed scores for Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, and his themes and music is all over the Star Trek universe. We'll have Jeff Russo in a moment. Here is Jeff Russo. We spoke during the initial run of Star Trek Discovery. Discovery, I was I was happy that you got the job. And then when I heard the theme you wrote and how it dovetailed perfectly into Alexander Courage's motif, it was like, oh, this is Star Trek. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. You know, it was... Uh it was incredible doing that, you know, and writing the theme, and then, of course, the idea to to have the to have the courage fanfare in there was sort of like I I just was messing around with it, and then the producers were very happy that I did it. <laughs> um, so it it worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. One thing about this Star Trek that was always a complaint with me with some of the other Star Trek, and include especially the movies, they look like episodes. Uh, of you know, like a TV episodes on the big screen, but right. this does not look like this looks like a movie. Uh, I mean, and I, I have a big screen TV, and let me tell you, it holds up extremely well. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. You know, I think we strove, strived, strove, strived. Um, <laughs> I think we uh, we really we really did all we could to make it feel like a movie. You know, yeah. to make it feel like that kind of a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, from from VFX to to sound effects to music, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was really important to us to make it sort of feel big and broad, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, it, and it is. Believe me, I, I, I've been a fan of the Star Trek longer than I should admit, but uh, I'm totally on board with this one because you can change the technology, you can change so many things, but there's certain Roddenberry-isms that need to be in there, and this series has it, and even taking it a step further with a same-sex couple, which is something Star Trek should have done years ago, but I'm so happy they're doing it now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I totally understand what you mean, and I think that, yes, it was time to literally take <laughs> the show into the next into the next millennium, right? Like, yeah. on all levels, and, and on how people actually should be treating one another, and Love is love, right? That's right. So, so yeah, and I I think that that's definitely in in, in the in the canon. You yeah. know, I mean, certainly the feeling is in the canon. You know, yes. Roddenberry was very much. Um, I think it, the idea was mm-hmm. the idea of of it being a better place. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of the of of you know the his his vision of the future was of a much more utopian place. I think. Yes. You know, uh, then. I think had even been referenced in the past, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was about. I think you're right. It was about time. You you stepped into this project, and you're obviously dealing with a lot of great Star Trek music in the past. Was the the musical palette for the show? Was that something that, or the series? Was that something that you you developed on your own, or you worked closely with the producers and the showrunners? Well, you know, I think it was. I developed it from an idea that I had mm-hmm. um, with, you know, discussing it with, with the with the filmmakers. But, you know, it was me presenting my idea and them saying, yes, this is working. Oh, great. Um, I, I think that it, that's, 
that was how that that really worked. I, I I wrote the theme that everybody was super happy with, and then I wrote that first episode, got some feedback from the producers who, after my first pass, was like they were all like, "Yes, this really feels like what we want to do. This really feels like our show." Oh, great! Um, sort of trying to come up with that was 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 a task. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think. I'm trying to recall. Did you write any themes for this series? Or for some of the characters, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I tend, I tend very much to write in a thematic way. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of what I did in this, in the first part of the season was to allude to the themes for for Burnham and Giorgio, yeah. and um, there's a, there's some something for Tilly, but mm-hmm. really the overall, the overarching theme, I would, I would sort of allude to the main theme. Yeah. A lot. Um, and and I think that. That really does help pull the viewer in mm-hmm. to and and give give the viewer a sense of place, yeah, um, and and character mm-hmm. um, when it when it comes to uh, recognizable themes, you yeah, know, and and memorable themes. As we move forward into the next part of it, into into the second half of the season, you know, mm-hmm. I had to sort of figure out what the Terran Terran sound was and what that yeah. theme might be for for the mirror universe. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then I did that a lot as well. Yeah, I would say thematically speaking, I did start out by by trying to figure out what what a theme for the Klingons would be, what a theme for the the show would be, the the different ships and the different characters. Yeah, no, I I totally love the mirror universe, you know, stuff and and the musically as well. It was just you know they they captured something that was goes back to mirror mirror and uh, you know they. They, boy, they captured the spirit of the mirror universe and, and musically as well. It was really cool to see that. I know that with shows and Star Trek has done this in the past, you know, producers have come and gone. Who is the main person or persons that you deal with regularly on an episode by episode basis? Well, in, in, you know, it sort of varied. Um, mm-hmm. there were three main, three main producers that I dealt with. And that yeah. was Aaron Harbour. Mm-hmm. Who's Aaron and Gretchen are our co-showrunners. Yes. Um, and they, they were integral into the, into the, what happened at the very beginning of the se- of the season. Yeah. Um, and in, and I think in choosing me, um, they, they also were very integral. Like my original meetings were with them. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, as the season sort of got rolling, Alex Kurtzman became very, involved okay. in the in the in the day-to-day um running of post mm-hmm. because you know the fact is Aaron and and um Aaron and Gretchen were were writing the episodes and right. on set in in Toronto mm-hmm. and Alex was in post sort of ma- manning post and managing you know things in post like VFX and mm-hmm. and editing so this new episodes aired weekly so it was almost like a a series on conventional television so you probably had pretty tight deadlines. Um, you know, yes, it started out a little looser and it ended up being very tight. You know, mm-hmm. average was about two and a half weeks from the moment they wow. sent me a cut and we spotted it to the final dub. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a lot of music to to get through and recording the orchestra and then mixing, you know, mixing the orchestra. It's it's a it's a it was a big task. Mm-hmm. So you use a you use an orchestra as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. One of the things one of the things we thought about early on was, you know, the sound of Star Trek is very um, there's a very orchestral element yes. to it, and I didn't want to lose that. So, and I, I honestly think that the only way to really achieve that is 
the use of real instruments and yeah. real players, you know, to really ground the score in an organic manner. Yeah, no, it, it certainly succeeded, and and the scope, too, it's just like I was saying earlier, I mean, it's just such a, a great cinematic scope to it, it you forget yeah. you're watching uh, CBS All Access, you know? Mm-hmm. That's right. It would actually play very well on the big screen, I would think. If they ever it, well, and the strange thing—well, maybe not so strange—but we did the um, we did the the, uh, the the premiere we did at the ArcLight here in Los Angeles. Oh, oh cool! The, you know, big theater, and yeah. um, that was kind of fun. Oh yeah, it, it played very well. It played very well on screen. There's more sci-fi talk, so please stick around. Let's get back to sci-fi talk. I'm Tony Tolado. By now, you're probably working on season two a little bit. I have not started working on season two yet. They are shooting episode one and two, I think, right now. Oh, cool. um, although I'm not quite sure of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I won't, and I won't probably get started on writing that until sometime in July. Oh, okay. Now, have they discussed with you, like, musically, anything, any kind of new things to write for? For those who haven't seen it, or I'm sorry to spoil you, but the Enterprise shows up at the end of the of the first season, which was like... Which was like a whoa, and we just heard that uh, Anson. Uh, we just heard that Mr. Bolt was cast as uh, as Christopher Pike. So I would think uh, have that have they kind of reached out to you a little bit about that? Uh, no, actually, you know, um, the, I, I've I've gotten some scripts, so I I know what's happening, but we haven't really talked much about how I might um, how I might approach the new characters. Yeah. I mean, at the time we first spoke, you didn't, you weren't working on any genre shows, I don't think. But now you're, you're working on Legion, and, and that's an interesting, that's a Rorschach test kind of a, a superhero show. I tell you, it's really, uh, talk about psychological, it really that deals with that. Musically, that's, that's another challenge in itself. Um, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, Legion for me is a musical labor of love. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really really um, really really have so much fun <laughs> doing doing that show. It really is a pretty intense and incredible experience. So and I and I get to I get to write this music and and make this music that I I just loved to listen to when I was a kid, which is this sort of very weird, crazy <laughs> you know, mix of of electronics and and orchestra and weird atonal sounds, mm-hmm. you know, um, and with a mix of some Pink Floyd in there. There <laughs> you, you know, go. Some yeah. of my favorite music. Yeah. Now you're speaking my language, I'll tell you. You know, and Counterpart kind of has a, you know, the, the score for that kind of has, a, your score for that kind of has a, almost a John Frankenheimer kind of a feel to it, you know, kind of kind of touches that look. Well, that's interesting that you say that. I never, I've never really thought of it in that way, but I, I do kind of hear what you're saying. It's like a um, spy thriller kind of, uh, kind of uh, show. Uh, yeah, and and I, I do, I do love a spy thriller, yeah. you know, and it has a sci-fi aspect to it. So oh, there's yeah. sort of the hyper real thing to mm-hmm. it. But I really wanted to ground it in the, in an emotional um, take on that. Yeah. You know, I, I think that the one thing that sort of ties my music together on different projects is the fact that I write mainly from an emotional place. I, I I really like to write not what you're seeing on screen, but I like to write music that supports what the people what the characters on screen are feeling. Yeah. And I think that's you know, that I think 
holds true with anything I'm doing, anything I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in Discovery, there was uh, there was one piece of music, the, the scene between Burnham and I forget the guy who was corrupted by the Klingons, who was ironically kind of a, a Frankenheimer Manchurian candidate kind of character, but Ash Tyler, Ash Tyler, but uh, what? He's God. I, I love him. I love the whole cast. But he's he's fantastic. But yeah, there was a nice little kind of between them and Burnham that I remember quite well. That was some nice musical stuff you did there too. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things I needed to do was figure out how to tie these characters that have relationships together. You yeah. know, it was a really important part of the task of scoring these um, these stories mm-hmm. is tying all of the characters emotionally together, mm-hmm. um, and that was a pretty important part of the of the storytelling. Yeah. How do you balance all these different projects? Well, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of, there are some days that are really crazy busy and mm-hmm. where I'm writing basically from the moment I get up to the moment I go to sleep. Wow. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of days where it's not what you think, you know, it's like they, they sort of, there's some overlap, but things sort of dovetail into one another. Um, but one, but when, when there are multiple things happening, like when I was writing the beginning of season um, two of Legion and the end of season one of Star Trek, mm-hmm. it was nice to be able to really jump from one style of music to another. Sure. Um, so, you know, when I was a little blocked on one thing, I could jump onto the other and, and sort of shake it loose. I mean, that's got to be the challenge is to keep, you know, all the different scores adhering to their shows, but also sounding fresh every time you hear them. That's got to be the challenge for me. You know, it's definitely a challenge, you know, but you just try to keep pushing forward. It's really amazing, all the shows, and I haven't even mentioned Altered Carbon, and that is a, an amazing show unto itself, too. I love Joel, and I think he's terrific, and uh, I'm really glad he's uh, you know, being showcased in this series, because it's, it's an amazing series, too. Boy, it has like a... It, I know it's based on a series of books, but there's a little Phil K. Dick kind of crawling in there, I think. Oh, absolutely. There was a noir vibe to it that yeah. I loved. That yeah. was one of the things I loved the most about the show was a little bit of the noir aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that even like in genre shows or sci-fi shows, you get to kind of infuse a lot of different other genres in there too, music. Yeah, I mean, you know, part of part of the thing um, of, of doing what I do is trying to find new ways to tell, you know, to to help tell stories, you know. I find it to be pretty effective to juxtapose genres against other genres and juxtapose um, one emotion against another, you know. Um, I, I think it's it just trying to keep it fresh, you know. And do you, uh, when you start your day, uh, when you start to write, is it is it pretty much at a piano or, or using all the various technologies or just good old by hand? Uh, you know, it's a, a little of it, a, a little of everything. <laughs> it's a lot by hand, um, a lot by, a lot by, you know, machine. Wow. And uh, do you have somebody that does your arrangements for like your orchestral parts? Well, I write all the lines, you know, I write all the parts, but I have an orchestrator that takes the sequences and puts it all on paper for the, for the orchestra to play. Oh, that's fantastic. Before we go, and, and I, again, I so appreciate this because I, you know, I, I love your work. Can you tell us the status of a project called Black Bell? Is that kind of in limbo right now? Well, you know that that project has been in turnaround for a while, and I've I've worked with the director. Um, I worked with the director Shauna a long time ago on a on a movie called Free Ride, mm-hmm. um, and she called me and she said, "I'm I'm I'm doing this project called Black Bell, and I want you to write the music." 
and and that was about two years ago. Oh wow! <laughs> so I, I said, um, I said, uh, you let me know when it's time, and I'm ready. I'll, I'm ready, willing, and able to do it. So that that would be a fun project to do. Um, because it's an interesting story, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see what happens with that. So, what is it when you look for when you're looking to score or something? What kind of projects grab you? Well, you know, like the, the biggest the biggest thing that grabs me is the storyteller. Yeah. You know, how how do you tell the story, and and what are the characters, and is it interesting, and is it a different way of telling a story, or is it the same old same old? You know, it's like. What I don't like to do is I don't like to just do the thing that you always do. Yeah. I like to do things a little differently. And that's, that's not always, it's not always reasonable, you know. Some things just deserve the thing that you know works there. Yeah. Um, but I like to try to find new ways to do it. So even if the filmmaker is doing something, you know, that is right up the middle, I'd like to try to find a different way to approach the score mm-hmm. in order to achieve something new and something different. Yeah, maybe come around it from the side as opposed to right down the middle. Well, that's <laughs> the, you know, that's really the thing. It's like, yeah. I got to keep myself, I got to keep myself interested. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, ultimately, you're the first audience. So if it isn't exactly. interesting to you, then it's probably not to anybody else. And I am my own worst critic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great to talk to you, and certainly congratulations on Discovery. As I said, uh, I think Roddenberry himself would love the score. Uh, it's uh, wow, yeah. that's a that's a very high compliment. Thank you very much. But no, it is really fantastic. Uh, I just love the show, and you know, a lot of people have uh, have slammed it, and I don't understand it uh, why, uh, because it's obviously very well written. The sets are amazing. The special effects are fantastic, and and the casting. Michelle Yeoh, Jason Isaac, just to name a few, <laughs> and, and Doug Jones, and all, and I can go on and on and on. There's not a weak link in this cast, so uh, yeah, they're they're hitting on all the notes for me. Thank you, I appreciate it. All right, well, thank you again, Jeff, for your time. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. No, no problem, man. No problem. You, you take I'll care. You all right. You and that concludes this week's Trek Tuesday. This is Tony Tolado. Thank you so much for listening. And we have a lot more coming next week. We look at Klingons, so stick around.